apologizing and start thinking. Hello, hello, coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Lara Pareca, and this is the Listen to Lara Show, Season 7, Episode 6. Let's talk about how we can develop critical thinking skills, but wait. First, let's talk about why even think? Why even develop critical thinking skills in the first place? Well, for sure, it'll help you solve your problems better and live a better life. And boy, who doesn't want those two things? Who doesn't want to be able to solve their problems better, faster, quicker, right? And live a better life. I don't think there's anybody that doesn't want those two things. So right there, okay, now we have a reason why you should become a critical thinker if you're not already one, which most people aren't. Guys, we have to stop apologizing. We have to stop apologizing for being intelligent, for being quick-witted, for trying hard and learning something new when other people don't. Stop apologizing. Start or continue to work on your critical thinking skills. We gotta do it. This world needs more critical thinkers. What the world needs now. (laughs) Yes, it is love, sweet love, but it's also critical thinking. My gosh, people don't think. Just a few days ago, one of my uh, favorite mentors, uh, Bob Proctor, uh, died. He passed away, went, went to move on to the next phase of his existence, however you want, however you want to look at it. And uh, he was, I don't know, probably about 86 years old and had lived a long, prosperous, happy life. However, he, what reminded me of him just now is that he would tell this joke and he got it from somewhere. I don't know. And that just goes to show not everything is original. Most things aren't original, get over it. It's okay to share other people's ideas. So, especially if you improve upon them or if you disagree with them and can say why. So anyway, I digress. So listen to this cute little joke, I've told it before, and that is that only 2% of the population really think. 3% think that they think, and the other 95% would rather die than think. It's true, look around you, most people are walking zombies. They spit out what they've heard before. They think they're so smart by saying something eloquent, but you can tell it's not even their words. (laughs) Those words aren't even usually in their vocabulary. So most people, for whatever reason, don't think. And you might say, well, on the job, I have to think, and most people on my job, or where I work, or when I look around out on the street, most people, they have to think, well, that's not critical thinking. Yes, they might have to use their brain in a in a passive way, you know, with habit and things that they already know just kind of get by. But that's not the same thing as really thinking, really developing the ability to put things together, to analyze, to synthesize, to come up with new ideas and to live your best life now. And I would venture to state that if you're not a critical thinker, you're not living your best life now. There's more that you can do, be, and have. Now, I don't know, a lot of people would say, that. well, actually, most people aren't even thinking enough to say anything. (laughs) They wouldn't have an opinion. If you think about it, most of the opinions that people have on social media or when they get in groups to just hash things out or just to BS, 
Most people are not sharing an original idea they've had or an idea that they really believe and can back up and substantiate. The truth is, thinking is hard. It takes brain power. It takes work and will and imagination and memory and all these things that people don't like to work so hard at. <laughs> so young people oftentimes, I love people that are uh, you know, teenagers and early 20s because they're still thinking. They haven't gotten beaten up enough to get on complete autopilot. They say by mm, 35 years old, the average person who's 35 years old has already gone about 95% habit. They just habitually do think, say, uh, everything that's coming out of their mouth or everything that they're doing is habit. That's a sad position as young as 35. But let's take a look at what it costs you to not be a critical thinker. I think it costs you victimhood, for one, because most people, I hate to say most people, but the sad truth is, really, when you look around you, uh, everybody at some point or another might act a little bit victimized. But there are people who live there. They live in victimhood. And it's because they're not really willing to think. It's easier to say, oh, poor me, this happened to me, right? Than to actually pull up your pants and put your critical thinking skills on. We used to say in the classroom, put your thinking cap on and come up with a solution to your problem. Figure it out. Here's an example. Most people think that wealth is negative because we're conditioned to think that way for a reason. And so most people would just go along with whatever they've been programmed with, whatever mind viruses they've caught when they were young, or, you know, society has drilled into their head. All the movies you see and every, you know, songs that you hear on the radio kind of play the same themes over and over. So it makes sense that we would, if we weren't thinking, we would just believe what we hear, what we, what we come across. I remember once saying to someone, who was telling me something was so true, it was so true because he read it. And I said, oh, because if you read it in print, it must be true. (laughs) He got so mad at me, but it's true, right? Just because something's in print, now that was 20 years ago. Now we pretty much know if something's in print, could be fake news, we're, we're past that point. But 20 years ago, boy, people thought if something was in print, it just, it had to be true, right? Right now, we're reaching a tipping point where uh, it used to be like, oh my gosh, if you're an author, that's amazing. You must be so smart. You must be brilliant. And now with the self-publishing, some people are putting out some pretty lousy books and they're starting to tip in the direction of, well, just because you wrote a book, I'm not so convinced you're the expert yet, but it it still sort of seems like you are, but I'm not sure. So do you think more than the average person. Think about people around you, people that you know. Who, when I say who's a great thinker, what comes to mind? You know, Einstein or the, the, the serious great thinkers of the world? Or do you think of yourself as a great thinker? Listen, if you can solve your own problems, live a happy, prosperous, healthy life, you're doing better than most people. You must be doing something right. And it's probably critical thinking. Now, if you are a critical thinker, just think of the things that you can do that the average person might not be able to do. Let's uh, talk about 
feeling worthy. Did you know that the average person doesn't really feel very worthy? They don't. They don't feel like they're worth much of anything. And that's mostly because society has drummed that into their head, unless they had the kind of parents and grandparents that told them what, how brilliant they were and how great they were, and they actually believed it and then started acting on it. Then next thing you know, they are brilliant and they are um, really intelligent and a great thinker. Hmm, which came first, the chicken or the egg? And I tell adults in my audiences and that I work with, no excuse if you weren't parented properly, neither was I. I grew up very poor and I grew up with very bad mindsets, uh, mind viruses uh, around me. And I still had to figure it out because I decided I'm a lifelong learner and I had a good brain. I was able to think critically and say, wait a minute, I... I don't go along with that because of this. Or what would happen if this? And so thinking is what helps you to have the things in your life that the average person won't have. So for example, if you decide, hey, wait a minute, I am worthy just because I am, just because I'm here. And you decide to start thinking critically about, well, what makes a person worthy anyway? Is it that they have a lot of money? Is it that they're kind to others? Or is it just because they're here? Hey, my cat is worthy. My cat sure feels worthy. <laughs> and I don't have a cat right now, but when I did, boy, my kitty cat uh, was worthy, all right. They didn't have a society or language to tell them that they weren't. And so they just have a natural, healthy self-esteem. If you did not grow up with that, if you did grow up with it, well, some would say you're lucky. But I might say that perhaps that makes you unlucky because you don't get to use your noggin. You don't have to think critically and figure things out. If everything's handed to you, life is a piece of cake, that makes it harder, really, when you're out on your own and trying to figure things out. Oh, you may be wealthy. You may have a good job because you went to good schools and plenty of money in the bank because your parents gave it to you and set you up well. But that doesn't necessarily mean you can handle things when suddenly out of the blue, something happens that you weren't aware of that you need to suddenly learn how to think. It's kind of too late usually when that happens. It's never too late, but too late to handle that particular situation. So if you are a critical thinker, whether your parents uh, helped you out in that area or not, whether society told you you were worthless and only worthy if you bought the expensive clothes and the expensive car and jewelry and had a nice house and et cetera, et cetera. If you buy into that, then you're not going to be as happy as if you use your critical thinking skills to say, you know what? I don't buy that. And here's why. And you're looking around and you're figuring it out. Some of the happiest countries in the world are not the most prosperous. They've learned how to be happy without money. So why do so many of us think that money is so important? Well, our culture has told us that. Financial literacy is real important. I remember reading Dave Ramsey and his advice was for the regular person. He doesn't even follow that advice. How about that? Now that doesn't mean he's giving bad advice. He's giving good advice for the regular person who just wants to get by and own their house eventually and, you know, not be poor when it's time to retire. And I got to own up to the fact that I similarly put a post on a group I'm in about what's some good financial advice for the average Joe. It's not the financial advice that I give when I'm teaching wealth creation at all. 
because uh, that's another level of thinking. You have to already be in the right thinking mind. Otherwise, you'll, I'll teach you how to get the money and you'll blow it. You'll lose it. Something will happen because you're not there yet mentally. But when you're there mentally, there's a whole nother level. There are the hidden rules. And when you learn those, you're able to get to the next level and, um, and play that game properly. But the average Joe that just wants to be happy when they are ready to retire, they need different advice. And so just like Dave Ramsey, I hate to say that. I did the same thing as him. I gave advice that was good for the regular person. But that's who the audience was at the time. So I get it. You know, I get why he does that. However, if you are good at critical thinking, you'll get to that next level. You'll get to the level of financial literacy where you're attuned to what's going on and you make the right risks. Yeah, you do have to take risks if you're going to create uh, financial freedom for yourself. However, you can take calculated risks and um, you can fail forward fast. In your brain, there are many different compartments, many different, you know, I could give you... uh, terminology that you would think, oh, she's so smart because she's using big words. But instead, how about we just say, there is a subconscious part of your mind. Think about it. You don't have to think to breathe. You're breathing naturally, which brings me to a joke. There was this blonde, beautiful, blonde-haired, long blonde-haired girl, and she was going out on a date with this fella. But when he came to pick her up, she had a headphones on. And he said, why are you wearing those? And she said, oh, I just have to. Sorry, uh, can't go on a date with you if you don't, unless you don't mind, I wear these headphones. Well, he was desperate to go out with her, so he did, and they went out to eat. And it just started to annoy him that she had these headphones on and something in her ear, and she's listening to that. And he was afraid maybe she wasn't really listening to him, although she did answer his questions, and she seemed quite friendly and nice. Well, after dinner, they decided to dance because the restaurant they were at had a little dance floor and some soft music and a nice little band. So they were dancing and he thought, hey, what have I got to lose? I don't think this is going too well anyway. This girl probably doesn't like me or why would she wear these headphones on her ears the whole time we're here and I'm spending good money on this nice expensive dinner. And so towards the end of the dance, he just ripped the headphones off of her head to see what would happen. Oh my gosh, she fell down onto the ground. He couldn't believe it. He reached down and tried to pick her up and said, are you okay? Are you okay? (laughs) And he grabbed the headphones and held them up to his ear. And in the headphones, it said, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. (laughs) Now that's a terrible, terrible, horrible, no good, very bad joke against blondes. However, (laughs) the thing is, we do have a subconscious mind. And we don't need something to tell us to breathe, except for if you're a really dumb blonde, maybe you do. (laughs) But uh, I'm just joking, of course. So yeah, we have a subconscious mind, but there's probably more in there than we think. And so we have to get the critical thinking skills going so we can learn how to own our own mind. More on that coming up because I'm in the midst of creating a 10 video series on critical thinking and I'll let you know where that is when I get finished with it. But for now, some of those ideas will show up in the next few podcasts. And I want you to know that the better you get at your critical thinking, the better the Everything, even the emotions in your life, even the actions in your life, your health, your wealth, your relationships, everything will improve with your ability 
to think critically improving as well. Talk to you again soon and share this episode because sharing is caring. Bye-bye.